First, I want to I want to thank Tara and and Rabari for opening up their home. And it's always a schus for us, and it's a schus for the for the family to have to have a share of learning, to have Tara in the house, especially a house that to begin with is filled with such Tara in Yerushalayim. Hashem's so should help that every room should be filled with bracha and nachis and. <coughs> So we're learning, we're learning this remarkable sefer, Bilvavi Mishkan Evne, and we're up to the to the section on page beginning on page Samach Tes Emuna Hashkechosi is Baruch Shemay. So those of you who have been learning throughout are familiar with the Mahalach of the Mechaber, the author of the sefer, and his unbelievably simple way. Of presenting Yiddishkeit, the basics of Yiddishkeit, in such a way that each and every one of us can mamish work on ourselves and change, and think in a different way and live in a different way. And obviously, it requires chazara review, and and it's expected that we that we practice these. These are ages. These are very practical ages that he's giving us here of how we could change our lives. Some have already told me that they've tried to implement many of the things that they've been learning and they feel tr- tremendous, tremendous changes in a wonderful way so let's continue in this section on page Samach Tess if you don't have a Sefer, try to look inside with somebody the third stage that we're now going to be learning we're going to talk about how Hashem is Baruch Hashem guides our lives, how he runs the world. Again, there's nothing philosophical about this Sefer. He's written other Svarma on different levels, easier and harder. But the point here is to keep things simple and clear. Mavur b'svarm HaKadoshim. We know from this Svarma, Shahoyu Ka'ela Shishogu, that many people in the past and even now have made a terrible mistake. B'savu Shetchila Kadosh Baruch Hu Baruch that in the beginning Hashem did create the world. These these people acknowledge, they agree that Hashem has brought created the world. Ulam However, after the creation, after creation Hashem abandoned the world and he left the world over to natural to natural uh, way of conducting itself. In ancient times, the belief was that that the world's, the universe is directed by the Kechavim and the Mazalas, astrological forces. There's still many people that believe in that. And others others call it, again, nature. There's There are certain scientific forces in reality that, has, that even though these people admit that there's there was a time of creation and that God is the creator, but the world has been left over to Anhagas Kechav Mamazalus. That's Avmavino in this parasha was lifted above that way of looking at the world. When it says, Hashem took him outside, so everybody knows that it means that he took him above the stars and showed him that, you, that the life of our people is not determined by other causes. There's no, there are no forces in the world that determine the outcome or the fate of our lives. Everything is up to Hashem is Baruch. Everything is up to free choice. We have choice, and Hashem is our God. Ulam hu yizbaruch shemay ozav legamrei es anhagas ha'elam. These people believe that Hashem has abandoned the world. Vein l'shaychus ima plal chasur shalom chasur shalom. Now that He has no connection to the world at all. So when we when we read such a thing and we talk about such a thing, we 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 laugh and we and we say that's absurd, and we're so far completely far removed from that. And thank God there's at least one thing in our religion that I know that I'm keeping properly. But by the time we're finished, we'll see that we're not at all. Well, not. So there's not even this one thing that we're doing properly. We have to always do tshuva. Of course, we're doing a lot of wonderful things, but we have to improve them. We have to try to do them better. Demis is that this sounds absurd, that Hashem has left the world over to other kaiches. Obviously, He created the world. None of us have any problem believing that He's the Creator. So then this silly little belief that he left the world over to Kochavim and Mazolos, so that also sounds absurd to 
people like ourselves were all religious, God-fearing Jews that tried to keep mitzvahs. And obviously it's a fundamental principle of our faith to believe that Hashem is Baruch, He's the one, He's the only one. That's manhig, <coughs> that He directs and guides every single thing that happens in the world. You know, the, this ancient way of thinking takes many forms. I don't think it's necessary to explain. When the Balatanya wrote at length about how about how what was once worship of the sun, where people thought that, that the sun, as we saw the constellations, the stars, the sun, the moon, are somehow directing the course of human events. So the Balatanya explained that in modern times, the sun is money. Money, what does that mean? It means Wall Street. Wall Street, Madison Avenue. That belief that in modern times we no longer find sophisticated enough for our sensibilities to think that it's ridiculous to worship the sun. There are some tribes, people still do that. What does it mean to worship the sun? Worshiping the sun means the belief that, 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 that there's a koach of hashpa that's mashpia. Why did they worship the sun? Because they knew that that caused, that caused the farm, that caused the land to produce, and it, it, it brought warmth, it brought life, and so on and so forth. So when a person believes that there is another force in his life that is responsible for his continued sustenance, life, happiness, and so on, the Tani explained that that is a form of sun worship. You just you just have replaced that you have replaced that uh, astronomical reality with a different reality, which is uh, which is a financial market. Or, you know, if you tell your kid, "Well, I well, sweetheart, I'm sorry, you can't go learn in yeshiva this year because you won't be successful unless you do, you know, unless you get yourself right away locked into the into this type of a lifestyle with with uh, whatever that." schooling or work might be or else you can't possibly succeed so then you're you're uh, you're um, not god forbid that you're a sun worshiper but you're you're online for the in that place where it says you know you're not you don't believe that the sun is you don't believe in what is our god forbid but you think there is something else besides god or someone else is going to determine the outcome of your child's life i could that you would think that my that my child is going to be unsuccessful in life if he's going to study Torah. That thought, with all of the explanations, of course, Rabbi, I don't mean that. I don't know. I don't mean that. I want my child to learn Torah. Maybe afterwards, and all those, you know, all of those speeches, but they all are tinged with the with this with this ancient thought that God is the Creator, but then he, He's abandoned us and He's left us over to the forces of the world. And Hashem took Avmavinu, look down upon the heavens. He was saying that what you have in life is determined completely, completely by me. The thought, it's not possible for us to have another child because we, we can't possibly afford to have another child. How can we have another child? I'm not talking about other difficulties, God forbid, with health. I'm, of course, Hashem. There are times where it's justified not, not to have another child. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying, stop, this thought, we already have. We already have Kanaina uh, Harbor, we have two, three children, and the tuitions are a lot, and the mortgage is very high. It's not Shaykh, that's it, we're finished, there can't be any more children. That's a machshava, that's a thought of a desire. That's an idolatrous thought. As if to think, as if to say, that, that, um, that whether or not, whether or not uh, this child is, is, is affordable, even Hashem's Baruch wants us to do what we can to bring the neshamas into the world. That thought, I'm not saying a she how much and when, these are things you can speak to, you know, speak to a tzaddik about, or to your rav about, to your rabbi, whatever you want. I'm just saying the thought, that thought is a thought uh, that that is from this way of looking at reality. That God created me, but then He's left me up to my own devices. Or He's left me up to the devices of the world. And and to the markets of the world, and to the and, and to everything else that, that's out there. And that's that's kfir, that's heres, that's that's heretical. So what he's saying here is avaydas adam. So what we see is that we there are many subtle ways that that this way of looking at life creeps into our lives. It creeps into our lives in funny little ways, and we have to fight against that. And all of life and one's entire avaydah is to fight against that way of thinking. 
Avaidas Ha'adam Lahakir Hetev Besichla, the Avoda of our lives, the work of being a Jew. The Avoda is always what? Lahakir Hetev Besichla, to recognize clearly in one's mind. Velochus Zeis Bilavavo, which we'll talk much more about, which is the whole point of the Sefer. Velochus means to feel it, not just to say it, not just to say the words. Not just to say the words and say, but, but. Of course, I know it's wonderful, it's so important, I know that Hashem would like me to have another child, but I can't afford it right now. Without the, without the exception, why your case is an exception. To be able to understand it in our minds. And also, lochus zayz bilavavu, to feel it in your heart. When Hashem Baruch gives you when Hashem Baruch gives you a broth, he doesn't say, Here you want to get out of here. You're on your own. He doesn't abandon his world. He's the creator. And every single second, he's Majgir, every single second he's with us, he's watching us every second. He hasn't left he doesn't leave something after creating it even for a moment. Even for a moment. And he'll never ever leave it. He never has left the world. He has never left his creation, nor will he ever abandon it. Like we just said, every believing person, every believing Jew knows this. Intellectually, we know this: that that Hashem is the Creator, and that and that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is manig is kolabruod. That Hashem Baruch is is constantly involved in his creation. But our avoider is Shahidia Hazu. Next page, page Ayn. It's not, we can't allow this to remain just some sort of a, uh, some sort of a, a, a piece of information that we have. We have to draw this into our hearts so that every single part of our heart, every single part of us, should feel this. That we should feel this with every single step that we take in our lives. With every step that we take in our lives. This way of thinking. Who, and by doing this, you become very attached to Hashem. You become you become bound to Hashem Mamish when you live with this thought. Not just that you not just that you you say, that you know that this is the way it is, but that you live with this thought. Now, how do you live with this thought? He explains to us. Let's talk about Hashgach Hashem, how Hashem is involved. Generally, man's actions can be divided into two categories. There are things in life that we call small things. Small things. And there are things that we call these are very important, important matters. This is something which can affect one's entire life. Knias, Dira, Zivrig, things that a person would uh, that a person would refer to as being a Dava Gadol, something very important, is the choice of a place to live, a Zivug, who to marry, the and other such similar things. Hadam Rayasam Kedvam Gedolam. A person sees that these are very, very big and Khashida things. Lokal Yamachli from Dira. Where you live, and uh, that's not something that you change day by day. Obviously, it's a very important decision that affects many things. Where you live, the decision of a neighborhood to live in, and where in that neighborhood to live in will have that decision will have a tremendous impact upon your entire family. It's not uh, one doesn't get married and divorced, married and divorced. That's also something which a person understands. Is a very very serious decision that has to be made, which will have an impact upon one's not only one's life but all future diaries, all future diaries. I had a conversation with somebody before the summer. He was getting married. I didn't really know him, and and his caller said he should come talk to me, and and she was very insistent upon it, and I I, I 
I knew who she was. Okay, so he came to talk to me. So I, so I said, uh, what, what is it that you wanted to talk about? So he's not my Kala, you know. My Kala thought I should talk to you. I said, what do you want to talk about? So I guess she's worried about, you know, the relationship, the marriage. I said, so I asked him, well, what are your thoughts about the about the marriage, the upcoming marriage, not with your Kala? What do you, what do you think? So this is what he said to me. I'm not joking. He's a from guy. He says, I'll give it a try. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I said, we're not talking about going to play golf or something like this. Bowling? What do you mean? I'll give it a try. That's, that's a scary thing. I'll give it a try. And then talking to him for like an hour and a half or two, I saw that this is not, not holding by it. He's not holding by getting married, this fellow. And that's why he's causing a lot of grief in the way he's, you know, he's in, he's out, he's in, he's out, and all of this stuff. <clears throat> when a person makes a decision, a zivlik, you know, the, 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 the modern mentality, the secular mentality has become more and more and more, I'll give it a try, let's see how it goes. You know, that's, that's not how, not even, I'm not saying that a entire, that's not how an intelligent person makes a decision of that, of that, of that importance, of that significance in his life. It's obviously something very, very important. So by Fanam Eilu, now, so when it comes to the big things in life, He's explaining. When it comes to the big things in life, things like this. Things like uh, who I'm going to marry, where are we going to live, having children, and so on and so forth. These kind of things. It's a chela gadol min hamaminim hargoshes hanagosa murugeshes etzlam. When it comes to these things, the average mamin, the usual person who's a mamin, feels in these matters that things are very, very much up to Hashem. It's a very serious thing. And therefore what? They feel, boy, do I need Hashem's help with my, with my zivik. Boy, do I need Hashem's help. You know, this thing about a child and what's going to be with my kids and whether my kids like this, are my kids healthy or not. And, and, and a person feels in these so-called in the big things of life, a person feels very, very much a part of, of Hashgach Hashem and feels very much Dependent upon Hashem's Ashkach. And therefore, Machapsim And therefore, people will look for all kinds of Tfilas, special Tfilas. And they'll, they have all kinds of, you know, books and things that will, you know, Tfilas, Liyamachopa, Tfilas, Lamitsia, Zivug, and Tfilas, you know, these kind of things. And they're hot sellers. These are big sellers. These tefillahs. Anything that says on it the word, you know, zivug, a school, or this or that, and it has to do with this, oh, it's right away a bestseller, right? Or anything that has to do with, with the children, where a person feels, I, I, I hope I'm not in charge of this situation. There's got to be somebody out there helping me because I can't do this. So when it comes to kids, even it's so interesting, I, I would say that on a, each week, believe goes without exaggerating, I get around 20 to 30 calls about names. Names I get from different places all over the world uh, because I made the mistake of, of teaching that uh, we since uh, <laughs> now like I became some sort of an expert on names so I get so I get calls about names why because the person because the person has a hergish and you can have somebody that generally a lot of these people are not are not like calling with Shilas about Shabbos or Yantiv. I mean many of them of course are those are those are people the people that call that that are, that are very very serious maybe that's also a serious thing but then you have people. That they like when it comes to how to dress. They're not calling to ask me, is this an appropriate way to dress, or is this uh, is this the right kind of yeshiva to send my kid to? Not those kind of questions, which which are very important things. But they don't see those things as so important, you know. Which yeshiva to send your kid to? Why is that so important? They'll send them to the same place with my cousin or my friends. Since it's not so important, but when it comes to a name, there is an increasing awareness. That's a good. That's good. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's a good thing. There's an increasing awareness that. Wow, the name is a very serious business. I, I you know, I better be careful. I, I'm not sure what to do about this. I have to, I have to think about this. And maybe I should ask somebody that that, that that knows a little bit more than me on this subject because it's a very serious matter. If a person would understand, when you're choosing yeshiva to make the choice of yeshiva for a child, it's mamish the whole life of that child, of grandchildren and great grandchildren, ad saif Till the end of all time. When you make a choice whether you send to camp, it's ad saif Till the end of all time. But but when it comes to those things where a person recognizes their significance, then they go and they look for 
Shulchan's at Tfilas, Mishabra, they get the letters that we have from Tzadikim, the Chapsim Skulas, you know, what they're looking for, kinds of Skulas, you know, if, they'll look for different, they'll wear a little red string, and they'll get this school and that school anything when it comes to the big things, the person should be healthy. If God forbid someone is sick, someone in the family is sick, so all kinds of schoolers and tefillahs, and they'll run to HSL and go to Rebbe's, and they'll go to here, and they'll go... When it comes to those things in life, why does a, that person consider to be of, of, of beyond his control? Right? When you think it's beyond your control... So then you say, well, if it's beyond my control, I have no choice but to subject myself to to the to the ways of the one who is in control. That's Hashem, and and the way that I was taught that I can get in is with different stuff. Like you know, you go to rabbis, you get strings, you do different things, you say certain things, you you know, you go to the kaisel, you run the kever off. I mean, because I'm not in control of the situation. This is beyond my control. This is too big. Is beyond my control, so I got to go to the. I got to go to the. I got to go to the big one, and to get to the big one, I don't know so much about how to do that. But I, I heard that everybody wrong. You go to Kaviroch, you go this, you do that, and that's how I'm going to get to him. And I do certain things. So, so, you know, what? what so, so I had a nice. There was a person that that, that had got. There was a child that was very very sick. Not not from Ovia, but someone. This goes back. He was very very sick, and and. You know, and, and the mother calls. The mother calls. What could I do? What could I do? And it's, it's a serious thing. She realizes. She went to this doctor. She went to that doctor. They had experts. They had everything. They did the best treatment imaginable. And this guy, it's just not working. So what do I do? And she realizes that there's something beyond you. I, I can't control the situation. So when it comes to these things, then people appeal to the master of the universe in whatever way they know how. Through crying, through davening, through schoolers, through tefillahs, through going to rabbis and so on. They'll try the kubal, whatever they can do. Right? I said many times in shul, there's a famous word from the, you know, from the Kotzke. Whenever the Kotzke said, you know, it's always short, and it's like, boom. <laughs> So the Kotzke is a famous word from the Kotzke. You know that we don't eat, we don't eat egozim. You know the time of Rosh Hashanah Kippur, you don't eat, you don't eat an egos, uh, hazelnuts. Why? Because it's the gematria. What? Chait. So somebody came to have sin. Chait. And, and we want to stay away from anything like that. Rosh Hashanah Kippur, right? So it's brought down. It's brought down halachas. So somebody came to ask the, the Kotzke a shaila about like a certain kind of a nut, like you know, like a pistachio. Are you lucky? What about Rebbe? What about pistachio? So the Kotzke said, you know, he said chait is also the gematria chait. <laughs> what does that mean? Chait, <laughs> <laughs> which means a sin. That's also the numerical value of sin. Now, why don't you worry about sins more than pistachios? <laughs> like, you know, take care of your life. Don't, but, but that's how it is. When it comes to Rosh Hashanah Kippur time, then everybody's, then everybody's like, oh, and everybody's like trying to put everything together and to, and to just get, like, like, like you know, to, like you pay off the Rosh a little bit, you smear them, and then we'll, we'll go on with another year. And forget about it. I'll get back to my pistachios, and that goes in, and come on. <laughs> so everybody's looking for all kinds of things, because they realize, i got to keep God happy right now. This is Yom Kippur. This is Yom Kippur season. i got to keep him happy. Because something, if I don't keep him happy, then it's going to be God forbid bad, right? So when it comes to the big things in life, everybody tries to keep their Rabbi happy, to keep them informed, to talk to them a little bit, when it comes to the big things in life. Ulam, however... But when it comes to things of every day, what we call the klinikai, the small things, the everyday things in life, the small things of every day, there the nature of the world, the way of teva of nature is that it causes a person to forget. Haschira amitis, this most important and true thing that we need to remember. The same way who you're marrying depends upon Hashem, your zivik depends on Hashem. So it is with every single detail, every single detail of your life. Same thing. And even the tiniest little detail of your life is 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 under the control and the guidance of the master of the world. But it's not it's not man's nature to think that. 
That's why it says in the Pasuk, Ozeis is palakal chasil, Ozeis mitzai, which I once, we once discussed. It says in the Pasuk that, that, a, that a chasil, a righteous person, davens to Hashem, la'eis mitzai. So the Gemara talks about what does it mean when it comes time to find this thing? So there's a discussion there. What does it mean? What do you daven for? So one opinion says it's talking about an isha, which means what? Marriage. So you daven for when it comes to marriage. And now this is talking about health and so on. So, so the Gemara goes on with different things, and the Gemara says that uh, it comes it says it in, 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 in the way that it says it is a little bit different. But even how things work out in the bathroom is called aismet say that a person should daven that everything should be okay. Because if a person, God forbid, is not like we say in the Baruch Vashi so if something is not 100%, even with that, a person could have terrible, terrible, terrible sorrows. Chasasham in pain and discomfort and, and sickness and illness if the body's not working properly, so even for the bathroom. Alzeis is palakal chasid. So what's the argument in the Gemara? So one view is saying a zivig and for long life. In other words, one, one opinion is saying, where do we feel most inspired to daven? So it comes to the big things in life. The other view is saying, uh, even when it comes to the Beis to the bathroom, because it's saying, no, the whole, the whole point here is, means that every single moment of life, a person is really completely and totally in Hashem's hands. And the whole point of tefillah, the whole point of davening, is to drive that and to hammer that deep into our consciousness, into our hearts, that every single moment we make brachas, and our tefillah is that belief that every single moment we're in Hashem's hands. That's why the Hilgi Rizna said, the Rizna taught, and I mentioned this many times, it says by Kriyas Yamsif when we went through the water, when the ocean split. So it says, one Pasik says that the Nesol went, the Sochayom Bayabosh. We went through the water on the dry land. And the other Pasik says, Bayabosh, the Sochayom. We went on the dry land through the water. So they're asking why, why is, so the vision is, why does it say uh, both ways? So the vision is said that a Jew has to know that to walk on dry land is as miraculous as walking through the water. That's what the Pasik means. To walk on dry land is as great a miracle as walking through a Yamsuf that you could imagine. If any of us would, would, would be in such a place, and, and we had the Egyptians chasing us, and we were in such a place, and the water is in front of us, and, and, and that feeling, that screaming, that crying, that the water should open, we don't feel that way when we're crossing Peninsula Boulevard. We don't feel that way when we're walking in the street. We don't feel that way when we're just... Maybe we do when you cross a community. So, so, so let's take another street. So, so we, don't, we, don't, we don't feel that way in, the, in what's called the small things of life. We don't feel that way. So I thought that this is good. I mean, everybody goes here. Everybody does this. Everything's fine. You get in the car. You go in the car and you drive. And you, there's, no question that you, there's no question that it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be all right. And you'll, be, you'll take the proper precautions. And you'll drive again and finish. I... A million, millions of times that people take all those precautions and something happens that's totally out of their control. But it's, but it's that, it's living with that awareness every single second. Ledugma, he gives, he gives, now he goes into such tiny things that a person could, could, could if a person, a person could stop and laugh at these things. But it, this to such a degree. He says Ledugma, for instance. A person goes into the store to buy some tape. <clears throat> I think he's talking about like like scotch tape or masking tape. I think that's what he's talking about. To buy a, a, a little item. She checks the different types. He's looking at the different types that are there and the different <coughs> sizes and types and prices and so on. And Mashvim Achimi compares the prices. All the things that have to go into it. Any item that you buy, you look and you see. Baidek, Baidek, the kind. In the five towns, they don't compare prices. He's talking about in Echisrael. Baidek, Baidek, the kind. Right? In, in, in Echisrael, it's Baidek, 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 the kind. You check, you check, you check, you check, and, and, and you finally buy it. So, Ha'im Gam Sham Ha'adam Margish Shud Sarach as Azrasi is Baruch Shemai. When a person just goes to the store, he's making that choice between this item and that item. No, no big deal. And even if he doesn't, even if the store doesn't have that item, it's okay. He's going to manage without that. He doesn't have to have that item, but he's buying this item, right? Does a person ever think that that what? Does he ever feel that he needs Hashem's help to choose the right type? 
No, because he thinks there's no great consequences if I get this tape. I don't get this tape. If I buy the wide one or the thin one. If I buy the one for dollar sixty nine, I buy the one for two. There's no great consequences in my life. This is not like getting married or, or, or you know having a kid. This is a cleaner kind. But you can see here that the difference between being being a regular, so-called an average Jew, and being a tzaddik and being a big big elchiyid is davke when it comes to the little items. With the big items, Bo Hashem, we're all pretty much, we're all okay. When it comes to big items. When it comes to Rosh Hashanah Kippur, everybody has a talus over the head. You understand. And when it comes to the big things in life, everybody feels, when they're walking down to the chuppah, everybody's under their breath saying, Rabban Shalom, help, help my child, help me, Rabban Shalom. This should be good, this should be good, because I don't know, and I, I need your help. With, with that, Bo Hashem, all maminim, all Jews, that Hashem emits I mean, more or less, stronger or less, but but there is that recognition. But when it comes to when it comes to the little things in life, what we call the little things in life, he says, Do I think that God is just as much needed in my buying this little item in the in the grocery or in the five and ten, we used to call five and ten? I don't know what they call it, but in the in the store, as much as when I'm going to get married. And even the question says, well, that's a silly question. The consequences of buying of buying a light bulb are not the same consequences of getting married. Why should I why should I think like that? But that's the chiluk between a between a big Jew and a little Jew. That's the chiluk. He says, Zu ha'adam. This is the avayda in our of our lives. Lizkar es hashkechalsi es varach shemay b'yayim b'yayim b'dvarim haktanim mamish. Let's try. If we try that, your whole life is different. Your whole life becomes different. To rem- to what? To think of Hashem as Baruch and to remember, even when it comes to everyday, tiny little things of everyday life. And when you remember this every day, in every detail of the day, as it's a different life. Your life then becomes Chaye Emuna, a life of faith. Not just that every 25, 30 years or every 10 years there's like a big Indian and then I become a Mammon. Or every Rosh Hashanah season I have Emuna. Our Tachlis in life is to live Chaye Emuna. Chaye Emuna. Anybody who lives Chaye Emuna will never ever say such Lashayness like, you know, if everything is healthy and all things are equal and well, I'm not talking about an unusual situation, but anybody who lives a Chaimunah will never say, well, I, I can't have this, you know, we can't have a third child because we can't afford it. Can't be. Only if you're a Yom Kippur Jew. Only if you're a, a you know, a, a Chasna Jew. You know, once every couple of years kind of a Jew. But if you live with a Muna on every prat in your life, that you understand that I can't, I can't pick up a glass of water, I can't move my hand, I can't, I, I will not be able to make, I can't do anything in my life, God of the cotton, large or small, without the Rabbani Shalom, you become a person who lives a life of faith. And when you're living a life of faith, then those issues of like, how are we going to manage? How are we going to manage? When you could point to somebody who's, who has, you know, 13 children, is making one-fifth of what you're making, and you could still have the audacity to ask such a question of how are we going to manage? It's only because it's not Chaye It's a life, it's officially religious. So you, you belong to an Orthodox congregation, and, you, and, and you, you, know, you pay your dues, and you do whatever you have to do to be an Orthodox Jew. Those official things, but Chaye Chayemuna, A life of faith? Your kid can't go to yeshiva for a year? Because it's not going to work out for him, and he's not going to have a panos, and no one's going to marry him or something, and, and he's going to be a low yitzel for the rest of his life, because he went to learn Torah. I mean, it, 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 it sounds... It sounds ludicrous if you're if you're a person that's a mammon that you live a chaye muna. Not that you just talk about ani mammon when it comes to chasna, ani mammon when it comes to yom kippur, ani mammon v'chol ma'aminim shuudis v'chol ma'aminim shuudat. But a chaye muna, if if Hashem's name is on your lips every day throughout the day with tefillahs and bakkashis and with and and the examples that he's going to give you over the next two or three pages, if you live a chaye muna, then then it's not possible, it's not possible that you should forget, you can't forget, that every single second is the Rebbein That's all Amunah, that's all it is.
Again, when I'm saying I want it to be clear, when I make these statements about children, I just gave an example of additional children. I'm not talking about there are situations that warrant it. I don't want anybody to think that I'm, God forbid, saying that under all circumstances. There are situations, both emotional and physical, that warrant it. I'm only using the example of financial because that very rarely is something that will warrant preventing the shamas from coming to this world. But, I, but, I'm, but even there, if God forbid the financial stress is causing chalila, a breakdown of a relationship in a home, there are situations that warrant that, that the Rav should give such instructions to wait. Please understand, I'm, not, I'm just using it as a generality, not as a particular thing. When a person remembers this every day, I'm just repeating this list. As I chayim, you chayim, when chayim amitim, then your life becomes a life of faith. It becomes a true life. Chayim amitim, shekshurim v'dubokim, by yisbarak shemay, where your life is attached to Hashem. Your life is not. You haven't been abandoned to financial, medical, <clears throat> political, social. You haven't been. You haven't been left up to, to other things in the world. You participate in everything in the world. You work. And you go to the doctor if you have to, and you do all those things. But how you do those things? And what are your hergation? What are your feelings when you're walking into the doctor? What are the words on your lips? What are your thoughts when you hear what the doctor says? What are your feelings on the way in, on the way out? Even in the grocery, even in the market. When it comes to going to work and getting a job, every single thing. Every single thing in, in life. My, my mother showed me recently, she, uh, she was... Doing her, uh, she was doing some cleaning. She does about 45 times a day. <laughs> she was doing some cleaning and uh, from all, some old stuff. And she found this. Uh, she found settlers of mine. She found papers of mine, notes of mine, in in, in Hebrew. And she said, oh, she, she didn't. She didn't start to read my. I have tiny handwriting and, and it's pages and stuff. So. So she said, maybe you want to see these. These are things that, you, you know, when you were, you were younger, you had this stuff. I found it in the back. It fell up in the back of the desk, in the, behind the drawers, and she found these old papers. So I said, oh, let me see what this is. So um, I'm looking at these things, and, I, and the first page, the page on top. So some of it was some tires and other things they had, but the top page of this paper was a tefillah that I wrote that I should pass my road test. <laughs> Because I failed, I failed my road test before, and all my friends passed it. And it was big, big busy. You know, for a guy in high school, that's like you might as well kill yourself. You know, Maish, you take your, did you take your next road test? My father said, don't tell anybody about when you, you know, this is, don't tell anybody. Just you will do it. Don't. But of course, you know, your friends ask you what's going on, Maish. How do you, have, you know, we will have our licenses, Maish. So I wrote this whole long tefillah. It was two pages in tiny little Hebrew. You know. It's like this whole beautiful thing of a of a Sesnarish guy. So, you know, I was I was laughing. I you know, what this was and what this is about, and and then I was thinking about, you know, I was thinking about how it, 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 this is this is what I this is what I'm writing a whole feel here about about a road test, so that I should be able to you know that I should be able to drive myself over to Shimon's Pizza Shop instead of having to ask you know one of the guys. That's that's like my whole. So, but you know, I was thinking about it, and, and 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 I and I feel I could say honestly now that that I miss that hergish that I had, that uh, and and that was a true. It was a, it was something. It was immature. It has to do with the childish need to have the license, which which kids want to have badly. It was a childish need, but when I read over the tefillah, I got I was very moved by by the way I expressed it when I was younger because I because I really, really I, I poured out my heart to Hashem that it's that you know to help me with this and it's it's important to me and even I wrote it even though it might seem silly to you but for me it's important and you know all this stuff. And 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 really the Bhishlam has nachis when we live that way. And, and 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 I should write more letters like that over that's what he's saying. That's, these are the kind of tefillas, these are the kind of akashas that when we have a, a simple amuna and to live chayim when of course you don't obsess about and it's not we're talking about in a healthy way, you know. Uh, but to live chayim amitim and chaye amuna you can't without this way of life. You can't. You can't just when it comes to the big things. You can't. Because then, even when it comes to the big things, you, you can't find your heart opening. Your heart is not. Your heart is closed. 
Even when it comes to the big things, it's hard to open your heart up. Because if you're, if the whole year the heart is shut, then it, you know how it is when things stay, like they get, they get very, very closed and tight. And then when it comes to, then, then it comes to something really important in life and you're trying to cry out to Hashem, but you don't know how. You can't, you don't know how to do it. So you'll go and you'll, 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 so you say it's not working and here I'm going to go to your slime. You go to the world and you try and you try and you, it, it, you know, it's not so pleasant. But in the whole year your heart is so congealed and you, and you don't know how to rip it open. But a, <clears throat> so then even when it comes to the big things in life, you're, you're frightened. That's why people will go to Tzaddik and just talk about Because I can't. The truth is that each and every one of us without tefillahs can be piled unbelievable things. But, but okay, it's always good to go to Tzaddik, but, we, but we, don't, we don't see our hearts open. But if you live Chaye Amuna, a life of faith, where in every single day and throughout the day, you're living in a way of Amuna, and you're seeing Hashem, and you're believing in Hashem's presence, even when it comes to shopping for little items, then when it comes to the, when it comes to the big things in life, how much more so unbelievable your heart is. The whole year, your heart is wide open. The whole year, every day, your heart, you, you live in that way of an open heart. So when it comes to the bigger things in life, you know, your, the, the, wall of your, the, the wall of your own house could be a kaisal maravi. Manj. You could, you could lift up everything in your life when you live that way. So he says, he gives examples of how to do this and how to strengthen this on page Ayin Aleph. This is Veneer. Let's look and see. In the Shal Adam Shulchan. Take an example. A person is going to buy a table. He's going to buy a table and shares. Do you think that it's up to you which table you're going to end up getting? Do you think that's up to you? You're convinced it's up to you because you just spent the last you know year studying every catalog on tables and chairs that was ever printed, right? So and and you, and you asked like you know you asked all your friends and relatives you know where's the place the place to go for the tables and chairs? There's a place. There's a place. There's always some place like in Williamsburg in the back street, but there's a place, right? A place. It's not not only you like you know in the back where there are no Jews, but the Jews found like a secret place. So everybody's looking through the catalogs. And everybody knows where's the place, and. And you think that it's up to you which table and chairs you're going to get. So how, is that how you think? Do you think in other words, what table and chairs you end up with? That's your choice. It's up to you. Or do you believe? Bems. You can look through and you can. There's nothing wrong with looking at the catalogs and there's nothing wrong with going asking where to go and how much to pay. That's good. But the, when it comes down to it, you realize... That what you come home with is not the chalal, not up to you. How many times has happened where you make all the hachanis, you make all the preparations, and you look it up and you do everything? I mean, and now I guess people could check things on the on their website, but when you had to go in person somewhere, how many times has it happened that you check into this, you check into that, and you go and they say, oh no, that was discontinued. <laughs> That's the worst thing, right? Like you you built your whole house because you wanted the bathroom to have a certain color, right? Now the rest of the house has to match the bathroom. You only you only bought that house that you should have that bathroom. So in order to have that, so this is this is a, a million dollar house. There was the whole house was I should be able to have that tile in my bathroom. That's why I got that house. Because you saw this tile where you saw you were in Italy someplace, you were somewhere and you saw this tile. I'm about, I have to buy a house where I could have such a bathroom that will have this tile. And then and then you get to the the place, the number one biggest tile place on earth, right? And you get there and they say, oh no, that was discontinued two years ago. <laughs> yeah. you know, what are you talking about? No, you don't have it. Well, you have some in stock? No. You can't get it. Nowhere in the world you can't get it. No, it's gone. We don't have it anymore. But I bought a house for two million dollars. I should be able to have that tile to make a bathroom. It should match the house. And I got everything else in my house to match the bathroom. No, it's discontinued. These things happen. Right? What? Yeah. We'll sell them another house. We'll sell them another house. Okay. So you go to Chadva and you get another house. But 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 a person a person who lives with a mona, Chayimuna says like this. It says, Do you think that it's up to you? In the end, what you end up taking back home, what you end up taking home, it's not up to you. You chose that, so then you feel, what do you mean it is up to me? Because I chose the tile, I went to the place, and they had the tile. So you see it's up to me. Why you looked at that, why you chose that, why that was my tzichin Everybody else you know thinks it's the most ugly, it's not the ugliest tile in the world. 
but that they don't that they say, oh, that's so beautiful. And they, when they leave your house, they say, yeah, this is the thing. What was she, what was she thinking, right? This is, what, this is going on Kaseda. But by you, this is like, this is the most beautiful tile on earth. No one else thinks that. They have, that place never sold anybody else that tile. You're the only person that ever bought that tile. And anybody that knows you feels sorry for you. And they'll never ever go to that bathroom when they come to visit you. But you, you like that tile. It's a funny thing. You think it's only like that when it, when it comes to husband, when it comes to wife? How many times, so how many times, like, you know, you have some people, you see them, and then afterwards, like, you look at your husband a little bit and you say, Do you, you see that? I don't see that. How do they go together? This chasna calips, it doesn't go, right? You know, she's like this, and she's, and he, or he's like that, and she's like, because the Barishla made such an Indian that this one is the subachint, that when they look at each other, they say, This is the biggest mitzvah I've ever found in my life. What a mitzvah. I'm the luckiest person in the world. Everybody should feel that way. I'm the luckiest person in the world. And the other people think, what a, what a shlamazam. What kind of, where, where'd you find that person? I'm not saying we should say these things. I'm just giving uh, an example of something very not nice. But, 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 but a, person, a person has a certain, that that, that, that person has a certain chaint. So now he thinks that when he was looking for kawas, that he was a total babakhir. He went to every singles event for 10 years. And he went to this, he went to this Shabbaton, he went to that weekend, he went to this, and he went, and he checked every single from single, uh, you know, in the, in, the, in the whole New York, in the whole world. And he said, this is the one. And then, and he asked her to go out, he called her up, give out, she agreed, and now they're getting married. He thinks, ah, oh, it's unbelievable. My mom went through every single girl on earth, and, and Hashem's Baruch worked it out for me. And everybody, and everybody's thinking, the poor guy, he was, you know, he, he, he could have chosen this, he could have chosen that. And there were a lot of girls that he went out with, and they were going to marry him. And how did he end up with that girl? And it's all something which is beyond their understanding. It's totally bechlal not a matter of what we choose, of what we think that it's up to us. Bechlal not. Bechlal not. Why is that bechent and this is not bechent? This has a chent, this doesn't have a chent. Anybody could tell you, this is for you, this is not for me. Uh, it's not for me. And if they talk you into that, you feel that it's not... It's not for you. It could be even a little item, like a table or something, a chairs. It's not for you. But other people are pressuring you. This is what you like. This is what you like. You should get this. This is good. And then, they, and then finally the delivery comes. You're looking at this. I never wanted it. I don't know how can I listen. My mother told me to get this table, and it's not for me. And it's 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 not in a person's bechira. So he says. The third line. Or do you believe the question is when you're going to buy the table? What do you believe? Do you believe that it's up to you, or do you believe that it's not up to you? That's what it says in the strong condition. It's written in your Megillah and Shemaim which table you should have. Which table you should have? Or that you'll come to the place and say, you know what, forget it. I'm going to spend, I'm going to spend so much money on a table. Ah, it's all right. We'll use the old table. Everything's mamish bidiyuk. Exactly. Most people, kimaduma, he's talking about religious people. You do lehemes. They know the truth. We know intellectually that if God doesn't want me to get this table, I'm not going to get it. Uh, it will be discontinued. Or I'll get there and I'll say, nah, it doesn't look so nice. it's not so nice like I thought. Or, you know what, it's too expensive. We all believe that intellectually. We know that if God doesn't want me to have the table, for whatever reason, why does God care on my table? He cares. He has, he has an in you with everything in our lives. Because even the, every single thing that we have is connected to our Nisham. is everything. Uh, not, just, not just a husband, a wife, children, parents, everything we have. Why is that this, this, this ended up and this ended up and that and everything. There's a connection, a very amazing and deep connection. Everything. It has your name on it from Bracious. So, intellectually, a person can know that. The truth is, I know this in my Seichel, but it's very far from my heart. But we don't feel it. The truth is, by many people, even in the Seichel, they don't think like this. Forget about feeling it. That, very few people. But even intellectually, a person doesn't even think that this has anything to do with Hashem. And, and what's the difference? But this table, that table, was a person involved in these and and it's, not, and it's up to me what table I get. If I get one, or I don't get one. It's up to me. The natural thing is for a person not to think about God when you're buying furniture. Well, things about God when you're buying furniture. 
Malachas come of a common, how much more so when it's a smaller item, it's not a big item. Sometimes if it's a big item, a person will say, I don't know if Hashem will help me afford it, I can't afford it, it's an expensive table. But when it comes to small items, a person doesn't think like that. And it changes your life completely. That the avoid of a person's life is to what? To stop and to think and to look and to remember when you're doing small things. When you're doing small things. Kikinian shulchan, like buying a table, kisos, chairs, chadayim, and similar things like that. Loy loros lechanos b'liyas b'nei b'liyas b'nei. You don't run into the store without thinking for a minute. It takes not even a minute; it takes a second. Eliyats are atz meitchidul asman muad. A person should stop for a second and to think, to stop himself and to think. V'yas b'nein heitev mahu aymed lasses. What am I about to do? What am I about to do? And you should think and should look into this. This that I'm about to do, is it up to me that this should be accomplished or is it not up to me? This that I'm planning, what I'm planning right now to do, I'm planning right now to drive, I'm planning right now to drive to visit somebody. Say that you get in the car and you go. A person who lives high when it stops, this plan that I have to get in the car, which requires a thousand things. When you're driving the car, we don't even realize it. Even on a short trip, a thousand times, you have to look here, you have to look there, you have to look here, right? You have to see this in the mirror, that in the mirror, every single thing. Anytime that a person drives, we just get used to it, because when you're driving over the years, in the beginning when you first drive, you notice how every single thing is here, uh-oh, and then you know what's going on over there, right? And right in the beginning when you're driving, that's the scariest thing. The scariest thing when you start driving is, you, you know, like there's stuff going on all over the place, and 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 you, but you have to watch the road. So you're looking at the road, but you know that you know your father told you, don't forget, what's, you always have to see what's going on behind you. So you say, how come I'm looking at the road? I could. So then you like you, you try a little bit, you know, and then you ha- uh, don't forget, you have to see what's going on. There could be a car zooming on there and then coming from there. It's about how can you do all those things, right? So when you start to drive, you think this is not possible. It's not possible. And you have to look at the exit sign with everything, right? It's not possible. Over the years, you're driving, so it becomes like those thoughts, everything becomes like a flowing current, and it just becomes something that is natural, that, you know, you do those things when you drive. So you say, oh, I'll see you later, I'm driving over to, uh, I'm driving over to Bubi, to Zaidi, I'm driving over here, there, I'll see you later. No, it's not partial. There are 10,000 motions that are going to determine whether you live or die. From the time you get from here to Zaidi. 10,000 motions, if you batch up one of them, you could die. You could die. Just one, one, little, one little thing at the wrong second, one little distraction. One little distraction. And it could be all finished, Khalid. But what? But we always drive some, you know, Islam will go. That's it, we'll go. When a person, what he's saying is that a person doesn't doesn't jump into the car. It doesn't just think, I'm going. The person stops and says, Master of the world, for a second, help me. Watch my path. Help me that I should see what I need to see. So, and that I know that I, will, I can't get to that destination without you. I, I've managed until now. It's all a mistake, and, I'm, and, and in my way of thinking, it's a terrible mistake. <clears throat> I haven't managed once to get there without you. I saw why do I have to talk to you about it, since I didn't have to talk to you about it yesterday, so why I talk to you about it today? The terrorist is because my being a person who's the t- fulfilling the tachlis of my life, which is to be attached to the creator of the world, is to live with this amuna, is to live with this amuna, and to strengthen my amuna, and to always, wherever I go, to go with you where I go, every step of my life. I mean, Mela, when it comes to what a person thinks about, what a person reads, what a person watches, and, and so on, all of those things become different. When a person lives with the Baruch Shalom, always with him. But the person who only has Hashem with him when it comes to Chasna, only when it comes to Hashem Kippur, that's when he has Hashem sitting with him. Otherwise, he's on his own. <clears throat> so, first of all, it's a dim, it's not true, you're never on your own. And second of all, that's when you end up living with all kinds of inconsistencies.
you know, and hiding things from your kids. That's when that happens. Because the only consistency that we have in life is that the Baruch Shalom is every single second. So, from that, aside from that, there's nothing else. And if you don't have that, then you're inconsistent. If you don't live with that, then you're an inconsistent person. Then you'll act differently when it comes to different places, people. You'll, you'll be a different person to suit whatever it is that they want you to be like in that place or to act like, and so on. And you're not just, and you're not, you're not consistent. So that's what he says. A person stops and thinks, "What is he going to do?" Am I going to determine what I'm doing or not? became the fifth, and you should say the words, not just to think. You say the words. We'll talk about this much more. You say the words. I know with certainty that the table that I'm going to buy it's not in the realm of my own choice. It's not up to me which table to get. I could have an atiyah towards a certain table that I like, but it's not up to me whether I get it or not. Everything, everything is up to you. Let's just finish this little paragraph on the bottom. In the parentheses there, just we'll talk much more about how davening fits into all of this, how we could change certain gazeres without davening, that we'll talk about later on. Slowly, slowly, a person should get more and more used to this way of living. In every detail of his life, anything he's going to buy, lifel, or anything that he has to go and do, to, to, to do something. To look carefully, to see. To stop and think, is this up to me or is it not up to me? Is this under my control or is this not under my control? And to try to try to bring these fundamental yisaitis of amuna, of simple faith, of pure and simple faith, deep into oneself. There's only one. The only one. Adai in kol elama, the master of all the worlds. Shuhu hayachid shekaveya b'chol davar v'davar l'gamer. He is the only one. That's kaveya. Chutz miyashamayim, the next page. With the exception, of course, of yashamayim. That's what's up to us. Yashamayim, fear of God. You know, mitzvahs, masim ta'ivim. Our Yiddishkeit is up to us. And even there, of course, we could have we could we could daven all the time. We must daven all the time for siyata dishmai. But the one thing in life that that we be'emes be'emes have control over, that the Baruch gave over to us, is when it comes to yashamayim, fear of God. When it comes over to, to being a Jew. Well, it means service, serving God. Yerushalayim doesn't just mean being afraid. It means serving God. Serving God. Avedis Hashem. We have And you practice this, and you over and over and over again, to say these things and to think and to, and to say. To do everything in life with this thought and these words of emunah. And then all of your actions become bound to the master of all the worlds. Then you begin to live with him. He's your constant companion. He lives with you every single second. You feel his presence every second. And your life becomes a life that's saturated with faith. Svugim, like a word sponge. Saturated with emunah. Your life becomes saturated with emunah. Filled with emunah. Your whole davening is different. Your whole way of thinking is different. And every act that you do, whatever you do, you 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 want it to be pleasing to the Rabbi Shalom. Every single thing should be good to the Rabbi Shalom. Because a person can't have these thoughts when he's about to do an Avayah. Right? 
the person can say, Rabbi Shalom, do you want me to do this? The answer is, of course he doesn't want you to do this. Do you want me, do you want me to do this avayr? The answer is, I don't want you to do this avayr. So how can a person do an avayr? He, he, he leaves Hashem outside. You wait for me, I'll be back in an hour. <laughs> I have stuff to do over here, right? Otherwise, if you're with Hashem's Baruch, it's not shy. That's why those, the, 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 all, of those, all of those mistakes that we make in our way of thinking, <coughs> it all comes from this chesar of Amunah. That, by the way, is the big to'elis, one of the, one of the side fringe benefits of the awakening that's taking place, Baruch Hashem, the schus of, of Nashim Tzadkani, is to strengthen the answering of Amen, the jihad, the tzadikas that, that we were zeichet to have uh, in, in, in the shul. I think she's in the neighborhood also tonight, the, in Lawrence. The schus of that Indian, which is a, which is something that we've lived with all of our lives. Or whether a person stops and, 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 and he says Amen to a bracha, which I see the effect on my own in my own house that that you know for, for all the years of me asking that we should say the brachas out loud and whatever it, and that and it's a difficult thing all the time to to get that across but there's a hisiris in the world now there's a hisiris of emuna and when you're living in a house and in the house the brachas are said out loud and 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 the other chavos say amen which is in amen of course means emuna it's emuna. I mean, that means he's saying Amen. Everybody's saying Amen. In other words, we we agree with you that, that that this this undertaking that you've now that you're now involved in, whether it's whether it's having an apple or whether it's something else, and until he dies, washing hands, we agree with you and we believe just like you that it's all the rational. The whole house is a different house. The whole house is a different house. <clears throat> if everything if everything's with brachas and everything's with Amen, so it's like you're going to say, I'm now about to watch a, a video. So every house goes, Amen. <laughs> even even in the most modern home, they don't say Amen to watching television. <clears throat> so a person that lives with the moon and asks Hashem, is this something good? So it has to be something that everybody can say Amen for, right? If they can't say Amen, you shouldn't be doing it. If they can't say Amen to that, then, not, then you shouldn't be doing it. If you can't tell your kid to say out loud, if you can't say out loud what you saw on the, on the internet, on the movie, you can't say out loud that everybody in your family should say, Amen. Then you should be able to have a Chavetz Chaim saying, Amen. Then you shouldn't be doing it. No? Is that, is that logical? I mean, it makes sense to me. Maybe it's not. I think it makes sense. If you can't, if you can't invite all your family and friends and, and say, I am, now, I am now about to do this thing, that all your friends should say, Amen. If they can't do that and you wouldn't do that, you wouldn't have them hear you say this over and invite them to this event of your life to answer Amen. It's because you know that it's not something God would want of you. And the only way that you would do that is because you don't want God to be with you. You want it to be apart from you. And that's where we, that's where we fall apart from Hashem. That's why we can fall into all kinds of affairs. Everything that we do in life has to be in such a, in such a way where we could where we, all the people we could call, we would say Amen to what we're doing. Everybody would look at you and say Amen. The way that you dress, the way you walk out into the street, that what? That you should be able to walk and that the and that and that the God of Hador should be able to look at you and say Amen. That's that's really what it's all about. That's what this whole thing is with Amen. It's not just not just for a glass of water or for a banana. That when you're having a conversation, uh, you're having a conversation at the Shabbos table. That the Chavetz Chaim is standing in the next room, he should scream out Amen. But if the Chavetz Chaim wouldn't scream out Amen, it means he shouldn't be saying it. Yeah. That's what it means to be a Mormon. It means to live with the Baruch Shalom in such a way. And by practicing, this becomes second nature, or it reveals the true nature. It's not second. And you make a true acquisition of your soul. It becomes rooted deep, deep, inside of you. Pure and simple faith. It becomes rooted into the depths of your consciousness. When you live in this way, where every single thing is amen, and everything, every single thing is emuna, and every single thing is... That, that I can't do this if not for you, Baruch Shalom. Come with me into this store. Come with me into this into this moment of my life. And if you if you can't say to the Baruch Shalom, come with me to this website, then don't go there. If you can't say, come with me to this movie theater, with all your lumbus about how you know 
whatever the lumdis is, that this is somehow educational for me. You know, these things that people say. This is an education. If you can't say to the Baron Shalom, come with me to this movie. If you can't say that, that means you can't go there. If you can't say, come with me into this outfit that I'm wearing. Sounds crazy. If you can't say to the Baron Shalom, come with me in this dress that I'm buying. If you can't say that, join me for this purchase, means you shouldn't be getting it. That's what it means to have emunah. It means chayi emunah. But if your emunah is a Yom Kippur type of emunah, it's a chasna, for the big things, a chasna emunah. You could go, you could watch, you could buy, whatever you like. Dress, shows, theater, that works, whatever you like. Whatever could be connected, connected, Hashem is brought. Anything you want in the world, and it's okay, because you don't have anybody with you, nobody has to answer that, amen to anything. When it comes to Yom Kippur, everybody wants Hashem to say, amen, right? Right? Hashem, forgive the entire Jewish people. Then we want Hashem to answer with a thunderous voice, amen. <coughs> I'll do it. Why is it that the tzaddikim have such a koyach with Hashem? That Hashem does things, even things that are, that are amazing and miraculous. Because the tzaddik is always taking Hashem with him everywhere. So the, so the tzaddik can say, well, the same, you know. So Hashem says, good, I'm with you every single moment, I'm with you here too. And if your heart's broken over this Jew's situation, and you're asking, the Russians, every Jew could do that. But if you're if you're a Jew only by chasna or by having a baby or a Jew by you know Yom Kippur Rosh Hashanah Kippur and the rest of the time you're by yourself there's no Rabbi Shalom in your life or just by you know by candlelighting for thirty seconds but otherwise there's no Rabbi Shalom in your life so then 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 he's not with you I mean he's not he's not involved with you so that's the tachlis of our avoda is is to have a Shemzbroch answer our main to our lives and that, that our lives should be with him together. 